0: Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Long, and this is episode 10 of This is the Long Version. Stories and musings about 21st century parenting, education, and organizing the creative process. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10. I'm here with my little sister, Lanessa Long, 19 years younger than me, Lanessa Sheree Long. I get to say little sister because she is my little sister, even though you are how old?
1: 24.
0: 24. I was once 24. I think it was a good year. It was either a good year or a bad year. I don't remember. I, I know that one of your favorite things to do is swim. I know that you have recently been swimming in rivers. Tell me about something that scares you in the water.
1: In the water. Um, I think... Oh, Okay, I think water, there's just so many... Symbolic things about water for me that, when there's enough risk involved, that kind of pays off for the thrill or the joy of it. Um, there's just nothing quite as exciting as like jumping off something high into water or going in a swim for a swim in a a clear lake in the morning or something like that. Um, but I think. I'm actually a lot more afraid of, as I get older, that uh, the fear has gotten a little bit bigger surrounding things in water. Uh, Like, currents, really, um, they can stress me out quite a bit, but I love kind of standing on the brink of them, and I love the idea of them. I get terrified being a part of them but some things are worth being scared for and doing anyway some things are just worth being scared of
0: <laughs> okay and if you had a choice over whether to swim in a lake river or ocean all other factors such as temperature being equal which which one would you choose
1: probably the ocean probably the ocean that's just that's the first kind of water i remember really loving and I think it's, it's about the swim, but it's also about the kind of situation you'd be at the ocean or a lake or a river and at the ocean, I just love, that's always the kind of, ah, let's just hop in and go and you just kind of end up there and, um, there's just something really nice about being what feels like at kind of the edge of this part of the earth that you can kind of. Feel your smallness. <laughs> I love rivers and lakes and stuff too. It's just a different place in my brain. The ocean. I can go swim. I can go look. I can go think.
0: I, I don't like being too far from the ocean. I like to be able to get there in a couple hours, which is how far we are from the ocean right now. So of course, right now we're at the top of a mountain, um, just outside Portland, Oregon, on the Washington side. Tell me a little bit about um, you are a, a multi-hyphenate in terms of your career and who you are, what you're doing. You're an artist, musician, comedian, human being. Um, At one point, you had your CPR certification. (laughs) Is that correct?
1: At one point, I did have my CPR certification, but I I have made sure to let people know that I am CPR certified
0: or... You could mostly save their life. Yeah, like mostly. You couldn't necessarily um, reattach a severed limb, but you. I would try. But most, but most things you would be capable of doing because you were once CPR certified. Yes, um, so not wh- anymore. But what are a couple things that keep you busy now, and what part of the universe are, are you inhabiting?
1: I am living in Tillamook, Oregon, with my dear parents and. We, yeah, they are awesome roommates and I love them very much. And it was, I, it was not my first choice to leave the life I had, but I'm, which was where? I was living in Los Angeles and
0: California. (laughs)
1: California, yes, that one. And, um, yeah, I, there were some hard things about living there too, but, all in all, I was choosing to be there and loved loved it. And I had lemon wallpaper, and <laughs> it was very nice.
0: <laughs> so you, you were possibly one of the few people in the world during this pandemic that has lived in both metropolitan Los Angeles and in rural small-town Oregon. Could you talk a little bit about a couple of the similarities and a couple of the differences?
1: Yes. Well, I... I love the city, and I love the ability to just feel like you're so far from anywhere that someone else might know about. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'm making it sound like Tillamook is more remote than it is, but it does carry that feeling for me anyway. Um, It's crazy to me, though, because... Obviously, there's the obvious differences of living in a city versus living in a country, just uh, how you go about going outside. And, you know, everything in a city feels like a drive or a trek. And in a small town, things just move a little bit more throughout. Not like, oh, I'm going to go do this now. I've got to account for that much time. And it's, you just kind of do things as you need versus uh, in clumps, it feels like. But I um, I think I went on a lot of walks. In, I was living in Hollywood and I loved I would go on lots of late night walks there. I just I love that feeling of just like that quiet night but it just so much to observe. So many people out and things happening and restaurants closing and bars opening and just like that shift I love but in Telemuck I've also been going on a lot of walks and more more in the mornings or like right before like kind of dusk and I just it's 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 a different imagery a different kind of Landscape, but it's for the same purpose, I think, to see the like the, to actually feel like the change of a town walking through it and walking through places that have meant a lot to me my old junior high and fields I used to play flag football in, or you know, I it's more, um, more about the memory and less about the uh kind of active nature of what's going on now
0: Um, so as a as an artist as a writer as a comedian as a musician how do you feel the past sort of influences the future to you to you personally so you're living in your hometown again you're you're living you've allowed your parents to live in their house with you (laughs) Um, how Well, let me just give a little bit of um, exposition real quick. So in 2018, you wrote and starred in a one-woman musical comedy that had a very successful run on the West Coast as well as um, in Scotland and New York and um, was well-received and beloved by many. Can you talk—this is sort of a two-part question— how do your past experiences against the backdrop of you living in your hometown now, how does that sort of affect what you're doing next creatively, mm. artistically? I'll just make that one question. We'll just call that one question.
1: Um, well, coming back home and making what I make well, while well being in Tillamook, living with my parents and just being in a different setting. Um, In some ways it's very different, but in some ways it's, you know, entirely the same out of the desire of, you know, my desire to make and kind of need to, to create. That's why I got into any kind of performing or writing in the first place. It's just who I am. And I was, lucky enough to have parents that, you know, saw that and gave me places and spaces to just be who I am. And so in some ways, it's really meaningful to go back to the place that I was able to be those things first. And it's just, it feels very pure the process of it right now it, it has to be it's i think that's all we can really cling on to right now is like what is it that we really want to say or to be what is it we really want to process and why why do i need to make and it and it is a need it's just it's just who i am um i think it's it's different in some ways because I don't, the things that I'm comparing myself to are a lot less, which I think has been really good for me. I, that's always been heavy on my heart is you really can't compare yourself to other people or things because that's when you lose, that's when you lose what makes you genuine and honest about what you're making and who you are. Um, but it's really, really hard to stick to that. And I didn't realize kind of until coming home that I need to always have that at the forefront of who I am and what I'm doing is, you know, is this honest? Is this me? Just if I, if I can be who I am, then I don't have to make up anything really. I just have that all in me. Um, so I've been writing, I kind of, float between the worlds of music and comedy I think and sometimes they come together it's interesting to me uh, because in my heart they're very uh, I just am one person that has these kind of multiple elements and I'm all that I am (laughs) you know I, I, I don't like to think of myself as you know I'm more of one thing than the other just because I'm doing that more in this season or, you know, I just am what I am and make what I make and I, I want that to, you know, help people feel a little more who they are and (laughs) feel what they need to feel. Um, but that being said, I've been naturally, I've been drawn to lately a lot more, uh, a lot more, songwriting, um, been playing my cello a lot more. And I think I just have been a little bit more focused on you know, what (laughs) not about I need to where everything's gonna go, what shelf they'll fit on and what corner of the internet they'll be on or anything. I just, I've been really thinking about just the writing and the making and kind of honoring that process and that timeline. Um,
0: How, how, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: But that being said, there are some things I'm really excited about too. (laughs) I, yeah, there's a series of songs I've written over the past Four or five months, written or revisited and rewritten, one of the two. And um, I do. There, yeah. I I am excited to see what kind of world they'll live in or become.
0: Could you give uh, some sort of timeline of when you might make those available to here? Um.
1: I think I'd I'd like to release something. Uh, at least a song I um or a video accompanying the song within the next within the next few months, I think.
0: So maybe by the end of my birthday month, which is next month? Yes. That would be a, a swell a good, birthday present. That's a good goal. How do you I mean as as an artist, how do you gauge success? I know that's a really loaded and existential question, but how do you I mean with Everything being so visible so transparent in some ways about um, the the focus on followers and subscriptions mm. and how many people are paying attention or at least paid attention long enough to click follow how do you it it just seems to me to be a very tough time I mean for example I do this podcast and I come up with enough time to do the podcast and go to the work of Um, submitting it and making it available, but then um, I kind of don't have time or don't make time to go marketing or promoting it. That would be one little example in in my own life. And that would be wonderful. I mean, I wish I could just hand over the reins to somebody and say, you know, could you just take care of this? Um, But I'm still figuring out how to sort of gauge, like, I'm doing this because um, I know it's, it's brought something to um, a group of people who have been willing to let me know that it's meant something to them, and that's meant something to me. So I've kept I've kept going with it. Um, but in terms of marketing and distribution and kind of getting an audience, um, how do you kind of gauge success?
1: Mm. I I think that. And I hope to, I hope to always think this way. <laughs> but no matter where I'm at, I want my success to be. How am, how, how am I helping, and how am I being who I am, and do, just doing that? How am I being who I am, in the ways that are honest to me? And are there a few people listening? Maybe. Are there a lot of people listening? Maybe. I. I would I think it would be it would be a lie if I said it didn't matter if people listen or not, because I think when you make something, you know, that's a very pure desire to want to share that with other people. You're wanting to just bring ideas to their minds, thoughts to their minds, things that help them understand themselves, things that help them understand others. Um, but I get really tired of this kind of false sense of, uh, support and that can be felt through, um, you know, I got this many followers and not to diminish anybody who has found success in some of those ways. I, you know, I, people work hard to market in ways two that reflect themselves and the art they're making but i also think that's not a way to gauge success the way that you have to gauge success is i think a lot more personal and internal process of are you making what you have to make are you giving in a way that is natural to who you are that like if you're not doing that from the beginning then it doesn't really matter if one or five or 10 million people are listening I wouldn't be happy with myself if I were if I were trying to from the beginning make something so that I'd have a following you just have to make something and if the cards align for however many people to listen or hear or follow or support in whatever way they can then trust that but you just I guess I'm telling myself this too, just, you really have to trust who you are first and not approach it first from, this is gonna be my big thing, this is gonna really get me a follow, you know, those aren't, I don't know, fame, or whatever types of, everybody's famous to somebody, I think, I, I don't, i don't think fame is any more than you know just more of a specific group of people knowing about you and that doesn't take away your loneliness or your sadness or your joys or people you love it just adds a lot more complexity to it and i don't think that's any way to go about starting a project or a song or a piece um
0: That line you just said might deserve a place up with Andy Warhol's famous one about everybody being famous for 15 minutes. I like the corollary you just said. Um, Everyone's famous to someone. You are my sister, 19 years younger. Uh, You are also an aunt to my four children, um, ages 13, 10, 3, and 11 months. (laughs) Three of those individuals are big fans of yours and on multiple levels and the fourth one that would be the the sub one year old um, is on unsteady feet both in, in multiple ways but kind of navigating his dynamic with everyone, with the world with gravity um, with you. <laughs> the other three, um, one of the things that I have appreciated so much about you um, as your sibling um, but also just as somebody who cares about people is the way that they are comfortable just in talking with you because you know the names of their friends you know what's going on in their lives you have some sense of what's important to them you've invested yourself in asking questions and in making yourself available for for dialogue and they have they have a trust in you, so you've been able to see a lot of their creative endeavors. What I'm wondering specifically is, I have a 13 year old daughter, and what are some pieces of advice you might have for a 13 year old, for a 13 year old girl, um, considering going into the creative industries. Um. We're going to take just a quick break here before we come back to that. Okay. We'll give you 10 seconds to think about it. We are back with Lanessa Long, and she's going to give a couple pieces of advice or thoughts she has for a 13-year-old considering embarking on a career in the creative fields.
1: Um, Okay, so... It's hard for me to not, not answer this question without thinking of my 13-year-old niece, Magdalena, because she is one of the most creative, original, fiery people, not just 13-year-olds, but humans I've ever met, and I learn a lot from her. I've been learning a lot from her for the past 13 years. Um, so... It's hard to not just think of her immediately, but it also gives me a lot of context, a lot of beautiful context to answer this. Um, And I will start with saying the same advice I think I'd give to about anybody is just start with who you are. You're going to be a lot of different people in this life, but if you're always leading with who you are and what you love and what you feel drawn to on your own first then just trust that and go with that and it's going to lead you into a lot of different places and settings and rooms Um, but if you just accept that okay, this is who I am today I feel like drawing today I feel like writing a hundred pages or one page or anything or baking or, you know, what are all the different ways you can be creative and use your mind in that way? Trust that. Um, and go with that first, (laughs) but also I think, I think, um, if I could say early on, to just have a few people that you really let impact any change of heart you have about yourself. To only have a few that you allow into that sacred place. Um, you don't need to listen to everybody because it's easy for anybody to have an opinion. It, I, could, I will have an opinion about everything if you give it to me. It doesn't mean that that should change what you do. Uh, if I have an opinion on you, you know that may you know maybe maybe it would make you change a little bit or do something a little bit different, or maybe it shouldn't uh, I think most of the time it shouldn't. I think we're just we're made to we should think about things and question everything and you know not be afraid to just love the things we do and the movies we do, the music we do and you know, we don't have to justify that, but we should be able to think about it and know the reasons why and even know some of the reasons we don't know why. <laughs> uh, but if I could say say that to a 13-year-old or, you know, Magdalena now, it's just you're taking in everything, and you should be. But only let, you know, one or two people you feel know your heart because not everybody will know your heart. <laughs> I'd only let those people even get close to changing the way you would do something or thinking about changing the way you do something. If uh, yeah, it's like she, I love one thing I love about her is she's an amazing baker, and I was thinking, just in this context, if she were to make me some of her amazing chocolate chip cookies. And everybody, let's say she gave them to all of us, we probably all love them, but maybe I'll describe them in a different way. And maybe one person would say, I don't, I don't like these. I like snickerdoodle, whatever. <laughs> um, or maybe there's a lot of people that would say that. I don't know. But because she made them, they can't be wrong. You know, if it comes from who you are, it's just, that's not wrong. That's not right. It's who you are. And so it just is, and be that, and do that, and give that, and it's harder at thirteen, but it's a lot easier at twenty-four if you try at thirteen.
0: <laughs> what if you accidentally put garlic powder in them?
1: Go with it.
0: I'm gonna have to ponder. Just I'm gonna have to ponder go that. Go with it. <laughs> we we made granola last week, and um I take responsibility for this, but I added. Um, salted almonds and cashews in addition to the amount of salt that was called oh. for. And so it ended up really salty. I mean, eat edible, but but definitely saltier than would be ideal. So I learned something from that. Um, speaking of questions, I do have a question. I mm-hmm. just now noticed that you're wearing a mask while we're <laughs> sitting here in the studio. <laughs> and I just realized I'm wearing a mask too. What? Remind me why we're doing this again.
1: We are... In a global pandemic due to the coronavirus, and this is to keep each other safe as we can, and do that while also trying not to go too crazy, so trying to see each other safely, (laughs) and yeah.
0: Do you have you paid any sort of thoughts to some of the political nature of what's going? On? You know, there's a presidential election this year.
1: Yes, I have heard.
0: Do you have? Do you plan to vote in this election?
1: I will be voting. Yes.
0: Have you decided who your candidate will be or not be?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Would you be willing to talk about that at all, or why anyone should? Let me rephrase that. What are the kinds of things that? other 24-year-olds eligible to vote should be thinking about in terms of this election, mm-hmm. this November. And make no mistake, it has been suggested by um, the president that perhaps the election date should be moved to another time. Um, I have no issue whatsoever with saying that any entity, any political entity, any senator, representative, any of Trump's allies who entertain even briefly the notion of that being acceptable. I will never forget. And I will do everything that I can to make sure that that is never forgotten. It is the kind of notion, the kind of idea that comes from authoritarian, totalitarian regimes. The idea that Trump might try to change the election was laughed at by his allies just months ago, in spite of his continuing to float that idea. And now that he has floated it in a little more serious way, um, now all of a sudden people are starting to choose their words more carefully. And circling back to November... It will be held in November, and anyone who does not support that, I, I will do everything that I can to make sure their non-support is remembered mm-hmm. vividly. So, anyway, November election.
1: Yeah. Uh, to be clear, I will be voting for Biden, hands down, if you <laughs> I believe... If you do not vote or vote for a third party in this election, that is voting for Trump, and that is, I that is a very privileged and at this point in time dangerous thing to do. I just I want to be eloquent in talking about this. I just don't know how to be because I get so (laughs) it just it it gets scary. Some thoughts and opinions. Yes, um i it's not surprising that he's wanting to change the election. you know he's this is very predictable behavior. He has been an erratic, dangerous person sitting in a very powerful seat for too long, and this is just on brand with his behavior. Um, and it makes sense because of course he of course he would want want to change it. I think he's he's getting scared and yeah, he's he wants to manipulate the system to work for him again and he's in a position where the people still following him somehow just think he can do no wrong. So I I do I do want to be empathetic and understanding to, to people who think that He will lead our country to a better place, but I don't believe anything he has done has been consistency in a direction of a a country that I want to represent me, (laughs) of a person that represents me. And aside from anything, just (laughs) aside from everything... I cannot imagine looking at this person and having him be proud to represent me. Like, if everybody thinks about this person representing them personally, how can you be excited about living here, staying here, being here? It's... It,
0: that, that is an intriguing thought, If to think about it in very personal terms. So do I want this person representing me? I like that. I Strangely, I had not thought of it quite in that context before. I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it feels a little bit sad to be wrapping things up, talking about the state of politics. Um, so I just... I'd just like to wrap things up with one other question. Um, could you tell me briefly who some musicians or artists or creative people in general um, who have influenced you lately really? in a in a creative sense?
1: Yes. Whether um, it's
0: music or visual art or
1: yeah, just whatever. Um. So lately I've been listening through J.M. Longs discography. Um and just been loving every piece of that journey.
0: That uh, is that is our brother.
1: Yeah, and he's amazing he's, as he as our brother and just as a human making what he does. He's He's just incredible, and it's it's meant a lot in this point of time to go back and listen through songs he's written over the years. And anyway, he's always an influence, <laughs> uh, but lately I have been listening to him a lot more. Um, let me think. I just listened to Taylor Swift's new album, which I think is very strong i yeah it's it's fun it feels like she went and wrote all the songs she wrote 15 years ago through the lens of now and it's I, i like that feel uh fiona apple has been
0: fetch the bolt cutters yes you told me i've been listening to that album that's enjoying
1: that's i just get shivers thinking about it i I, uh, yeah, her use of rhythm and just vocal vulnerability and lyrical strangeness that feels so familiar. I just, uh, I'm such a huge fan. I think I first listened to her on a, I think it was a mixed CD. It made me when I was little and it had her cover of Across the Universe on it. And that was my first introduction. And I've just loved her since. But that album, that record, it's been game-changing for me and very inspiring. I feel like it's, after listening, it's just been, every time I sit down at the piano, it's like, I have this thought or idea rigging through me that's like, you don't have to be anything. Just go for it. Just... Lose yourself, don't try to be anything, you know? I think so many things and lessons in life are versions of that. Like, what helps get rid of all the things that are getting in the way of you trying to be yourself? And those are the things we need to cling on to. So, I love listening to a record like her. It's strange to say like hers, but listening to her record, um, it does it make me feel like oh I need to be that I need to do that it just makes me happy that she's around doing that and it makes me to be happy around doing what I am and I think that's when you know what really powerful artistry is is when it doesn't make you feel like you're an imposter like you need to be something else it just makes you excited that someone's doing that and inspires you to be more of you
0: you have had some beautiful thoughts I don't want to dilute them by saying too much more so I'm just going to say thank you for the thoughts you have shared thank you for being my sister a fine human being from whom I have learned a great deal and am inspired by regularly thank you for being a fantastic aunt (laughs) auntie (laughs) to our children who look up to you in many ways and I love the the ways they connect with you in different yet overlapping, um, manners. And thank you for for your music, that which makes many people think and laugh and feel deeply. And last thing, where could people go to best find you and your music, musings, and comedy? uh
1: LanessaLong.com. and everything should be linked from there
0: lanessa okay that's lanessa like vanessa but with an l with an l mm-hmm. Lan- lanessa long.com okay i will see you soon we should probably go drink another cup of coffee yes. and enjoy some sunshine so thank you so much for being here lanessa love you thank you for see having you soon. me i love you love you more bye